Hi, this is Chaos Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdberg Podcast. And today, I'll be talking about the anime series Inuyasha Season 5. This season, and I believe Season 6, are the two longest seasons of the entire series, including all of the other projects I've been uh, pursuing. This season took me about two months to complete watching. However, I must say this season depicts all of the characters new and familiar to us as human more than any of the previous seasons. FYI, I watched this season dubbed in English on Hulu. They also have dubbed versions available. I should say subtitle versions available, but I watched all the other ones in English as well, so I might as well just keep with tradition. But uh, on with the episodes. Episode 1, The Truth Behind the Nightmare, Battle in the Forest of Sorrow. A moth demon that looks exactly like Katamaru returns to fight Inuyasha. Kagome, Shippo, Miroku, and Sango are all captured and engulfed in Katamaru's insect cocoons designed to weaken the people inside and make them experience their worst fears. Inuyasha's biggest fear is loneliness loneliness without his friends, a tactic the demon uses to antagonize him with so he can't save his friends. But in their nightmares, when they're running away from their fears or surrender to them, Inuyasha reminds them they're a lot stronger than what they're afraid of. They all can get through anything when they fight and stick together. Episode 2, The Snow from Seven Years Past. Miroku recalls the incident where he met a woman named Koyoki, I believe is how you say her name, Um, Koyoki, who saved him from a snowstorm. Immediately afterwards, they stumble upon a man who was attacked by a snow demon who had been plaguing the village for some time. Miroku allows himself to be captured by the same snow demon he met before. Sango witnesses his capture but is struck in, stuck in the snow and unable to get Miroku's attention for help. The game break through the barrier and discover Miroku, Miroku under an illusion spell cast by uh, Koyoki to see orphan babies she helped care for instead of bundles of snow he's actually holding. Um, Come to find out uh, Koyoki uh, was a spirit who had lost her life during wartime. She took on the demon, sorry, she took on the spirits of children who also died in the war but was eventually preyed upon by a snow demon who inhabited her. And I just thought it was really funny when um, Koyoki or the snow demon who closely resembled her, according to Miroku, uh, made Miroku uh, early on believe he had sired dozens of children uh, this woman was caring for. And it's like, it's not that far-fetched. Like, no one really <laughs> no one really questioned it. I don't think he even really questioned it that much. I, th- I think he was just in shock that um, this is a huge possibility that this could actually happen. But anyway, um, episode three. Assault on the demon wolf demon tribe. Uh, the wolf demon tribe are being hunted and killed by multiple demons. They're all out running a specter that's devouring the northern mountain wolf tribes and the demons as well. Uh, the specter is neither human nor demon. Come to find out, Naraku is the one who resurrected the specter named Koi uh, Koyak. Cool. I'm trying to pronounce because they're all 
from what I'm what I'm about to say, all their names are the same in a way. Uh, Koyukotsu, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, once Koga defeats Koyukotsu, Ayame has her chance to finally thank Koga for avenging her tribe demon, her tribe members. She implies um, his uh, his actions and I should say his rescue. I should say. And well wishes to Ayame reflects Kagome's influence on him. Uh, she made Koga, she as in Kagome, make Koga more sympathetic not only towards his uh, two surviving tribe members, but to the um, other innocents in danger that he comes across. Episode 4, The Band of Seven Resurrected. The gang learn of the Band of Seven, who um, Koyokotsu was a part of, a uh, group of mercenaries with a penchant for murder. Sango and Kohaku unexpectedly meet one another. He vaguely recalls meeting Sango before, but then shakes out of the unknown memory and attempts to kill her once more. Inuyasha and Miroku assume this new specter, Kokatsu. Kokatsu, see the thing is, it's so it's spelled J-A, but in the English uh, dub version, they pronounce it as Kokatsu. Kokatsu, but it's uh, Jokatsu, so Jokotsu and Jakatsu. But I'm gonna be saying is how they say it in the English version, version which is uh, Jokotsu. So uh, Jokotsu is one of the uh, band of seven. After Inyasha recalls their scent of graveyard soil and corpses similar to Koyokotsu's, Songo returns and reveals to the others the jewel shards that revive the band of seven are from Naraka. Episode 5, The Stealthy Poison Master, Mo, um, Mukotsu. Mukotsu interrupts Inuyasha and Jokotsu's fight, flooding the area with poisonous gas. Uh, Shishomaru picks up Kohaku sent nearby, not far from the others. Jokotsu and Mukotsu are alerted by Naraku's, um, Naraku's poisonous insects. Uh, Kagome and the others have split up. Jokotu goes after Inuyasha while Moikotu kidnaps Kagome in the Sacred Jewel Shards. Kagome attempts to muster enough strength to steal Moikotu's Jewel Shard from his neck but isn't strong enough to break through the skin. Shishomaru saves Kagome, Sango, Miroku, Shippo, and Kirara from Moikotu but when he doesn't give the information Shishomaru demands, he kills Moikotu. Ren um, spots Kohaku, but doesn't uh, tell Jaken. So she's with Jaken, and Shishomaru moves off on its own, but she doesn't actually tell Jaken when she spots Kohaku. Uh, she works for his safety if Shishomaru ends up finding him. Kagome, Sango, and Miroku remain unconscious from Moikotu's poison at the end of the episode. Episode 6, Ghastly Steel Machine. Another band of seven member attacks the group while Kagome, Sango, and Miroku are still paralyzed, although Shippo and Kirara eventually came to. Inuyasha attempts to fight Kenkotsu, who is the, the other member, on his own while the others recover, but was lured into a trap to get him far away from the others that are unconscious. In the meantime, Kirara tries to fight off Kenkotsu, but is no match for his weaponry. 
Shippo and Kirara are ordered away by Inuyasha to safety. They find a temple to rest, but it's the same temple occupied by Renkotsu, the bandit who killed all the other monks who previously lived there, unbeknownst to them, obviously. Inuyasha outwits Kenkotsu's weaponry with dexterous maneuvers to get close enough to him to attack him with the windscar. Kenkotsu's subdued, but it's not immediately known if he's actually dead. Inuyasha quickly races to find the others before they succumb to the poison by sundown. Episode 7, Kagome, Miroku, and Sango. Desperate Situation. Inuyasha found Kagome, Miroku, and Sango from the similar smell of corpses in graveyard soil. Renkotu pretends to be a monk when Inuyasha arrives to pry information out of him about Naraku and why the Band of Seven were resurrected. Koga catches Inuyasha's scent but is interrupted by Jokotu before he can reach him and the others. Inuyasha managed to incapacitate Kenkotu again using Soul Stealer and the Windscar, then to the temple before it burned down with the others inside. Shibo used his foxfire to keep the flames at bay, but Kagome, Songo, and Miroku all seemed to finally succumb to the poison. Episode 8, Inuyasha shows his tears for the first time. Kikyo re-emerges near the site where the Band of Seven were originally buried. Shishomaru believes he's found Kohaku. Miyoga revives Kagome, Songo, and Miroku by sucking the poison out of their bodies before it's run completely through their bloodstream. Kikyo encounters Suikotu, a village doctor with a jewel shard in his neck she suspects has been resurrected recently. Kikyo witnesses Suikotu become nauseous at the sight of blood and then watched him wash his hands obsessively at the sight of blood he's clearly imagining. Episode 9, The Secret of the Pure Light. Kikyo had her suspicions about Suikotu. She knows he's dead, but de detects no evilness within or cloudiness in his spirit to taint the jewel shard. Inuyasha goes on the offense in regards to the Band of Seven. Suikotu has a nightmare of his past life involving the Band of Seven. Suikotu is revealed as a member of the Band of Seven, but appears to have lost his memory of their time together. After Suikotu is attacked by Jokotu when he protects the children, his jewel shard turns black and his true murderous nature is revealed. It seems like his demonic tendencies only come out when he's attacked or under d dire stress. Almost like a defense mechanism, similar to when Inuyasha is about to die, his demon side comes to rescue him from death. Episode 10, Hidden in the Mist Onward to Mount Hakurei. Soikotu's split personality is revealed, but his whole uh, physician personality interrupts his attack on Inuyasha when the children cry out for him to return back to his former self. At his hesitation, Kenkotu resumes his attack on Kikyo. The others attempt to stop him, but are lured into a fight to stall her rescue. Ultimately, Kikyo was never the target for the Band of Seven, but the children. Jokotu's job was to kill the children, so Suikotu would become pure evil with no way for him, for, for his former or his other pure side of the physician to return. 
alas, the healing powers of Mount Hakure nearby may have been hindering those plans to begin with. It's also having an effect on Kikyo. Her souls keep her alive, but cannot fly to her to save her while she's within the protective barrier. Um, is this quote that they continue to say throughout the show, I should say, um, particularly Kikyo, it's the impure has become pure, the and then the pure has become impure. Evil becomes good, good becomes evil. To die is to live, to live is to die. That's not exactly, but that's along the lines of what she continued to say. Um, like, yeah, she just repeats this throughout the season on her conflicting journey to Mount Hakure. Episode 11, enter Bonkotu, the leader of the Band of Seven. The Band of Seven have a plan to enact revenge on the people who had them executed. Mount Hakure has an effect on Kirara and Shippo because of their demonic nature. Rinkotu asks Bonkotu more about Naraku and why they were resurrected. Uh, Bonkotu plays coy and suggests it's nothing to worry about. Koga beats Inuyasha to the castle and gets into a fight with the Band of Seven over information about Naraku. Episode 12, The Clash. Uh, Bonru versus the Windscar. While Bonkotu and Inuyasha are in a deadlock, Rinkotu knows Kagome can see the jewel shards, but he never told the leader of Bonkotu. He decides Kagome has to die before Bonkotu finds out and punishes him. So he stole uh, a former member's uh, jewel shard, which he'll be doing pretty much from here on out. And But he never told, um, what was it? He never told Bonkotu. Like he took uh, Kagome's jewel shards too, the ones he already had. He took those too. Ren runs off away from Jaken. When she spots Kohaku, Jaken can't follow because of the barrier. Uh, it appears Nuraku may be on Mount Hakure, but in a cave just beyond the barrier. Nuraku's insects interrupt Bonkantu and Inuyasha's fight, calling the Bano 7 back to Nuraku immediately. He also deployed one of his demonic puppets to stop Inuyasha and Kogo from following. Kagome and Miroku notice it's uh, a puppet not only that it's a puppet but it, that it's different from the other ones this one is pure unlike Naraku after Bonkotu confiscates Rinkotu's jewel shards to strengthen his Bonru he goes after Inuyasha and the others I'm sorry he goes after Inuyasha and the others and then orders the other um Band of Seven members to take care of uh Shishomaru uh, episode 13, Afloat on the Lake Surface, the Barrier of Hijiri Island. Inuyasha and the others agree to guide a young boy across the lake to Hijiri Island so he can find his missing father. The island is at the base of Mount Hagare. The boy finds his father's remains on the island even though he'd been there for only two weeks. Come to find out, it was just a trap by Naraku with Bonkotu. So Inuyasha and the others couldn't find Naraku's location. Naraku also made them fight there because Inuyasha's Tetsaiga's demonic energy has been purified. On, so the Windscar has been disabled. So anything he tries, any 
of his special moves like the wind scar or um the backlash wave it just it won't work miroku discovers where the core of the barrier is hidden and breaks it alongside the young boy that uses his father's staff episode 14 the sacred Vajra and the mystery of the living buddha after the barrier is broken, Kagome warns Inuyasha of the shards in Bankotsu's Bonru. Bankotsu's dragon thunder strike attack hits everyone on the island. Kagome fires a sacred arrow and strikes Bankotsu's sword wielding arm. During the fight, the group discovers the Saint Hakushin um, that was in the temple on the island previously has been. Uh, I, I guess you can say he resurrected himself by Naraku and is helping him and his allies. Bonkotu disappears under a protective barrier when it appears he's about to lose to Inuyasha. The barrier around Mahakure has become stronger, possibly because of the barrier around Hijiri uh, Island was broken. Miroku and Songo search Mahakure on their own since Inuyasha, Shippo, and Kirara can't get past the barrier. Kagome stays behind with Inuyasha. Episode 15, Koga's Solitary Battle. Koga's been attempting to break the barrier for days. Hidden behind the barrier, Renkotu and Kenkotu attack Koga for his jewel shards. Miroku's lecherous behavior intensifies as he and Songo search for a way past the barrier. Koga is seemingly overpowered by Kenkotu and Renkotu's attacks, but it was all an act to lure them out from behind the barrier. Kenkotu self-destructs when he believes Renkotu is about to be killed by Koga. Inuyasha carries Kagome, Shippo, and Kirara with him after he heard the explosion to the site where Koga fought the bandits. Episode 16, Lord by the Black Light. Bankotu and uh, Kikyo cross paths. She wants to know why the band of seven continue to kill even after being resurrected. After the encounter, Kikyo changes course and follows after him. Shishomaru orders Jaken to escort Ren across the bridge while he fights uh, Jokotsu. However, Suikotsu meets them halfway. With them in trouble, Shishomaru hurried to their rescue, deflecting Jokotsu's attack and then rebounding it back at them. Renko Ren wakes up in the arms of Soikotu, but he has returned to his cheerful and helpful physician personality, but it was all in ruse by the evil side of Soikotu. He needed to know if he could still kill even though his face and nice demeanor doesn't match his thirst for blood. When he attempts to kill the orphan children after Jokotu apprehended Ren, he can't manage it. The good in him won't let him. Kikyo's face appears in his mind as well. She and the children appear to be his conscience. Episode 17, The Exposed Face of Truth. Shishomaru cuts off Suikotu and Jokotu before they can lure him further beyond the barrier. Kikyo believes Suikotu is beyond redemption with the black and jewel shard embedded in his neck. Shishomaru pulls a double attack, expertly launching his sword at Suikotu, piercing his armor while running at Jokotu and piercing through their armor as well with his claws. Even though it didn't kill either of them, Kikyo saved Ren in time before Suikotu could kill her. 
At Suikoto's request, Kikyo removes the jewel shard from his neck, allowing him to die once more. Well, actually, he requested her to remove it, but it was actually uh, Jokotsu who removed it and ran off with it, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, during his last moments, Suikoto revealed his murderous persona may have been triggered by PTSD after defending himself from an attack. And I, I'm only just saying that because that's what I saw. And they don't really talk about mental illness or anything like that. Of course, this is feudal Japan, so that's not really a thing. But just because you have PTSD doesn't mean um, you are going on a murderous rampage afterwards. That's not what that is. I'm just, like, giving a disclaimer on that. Uh, Kohaku leads Songo and Miroku out of the cave. They were lost in all night, but it's caught by um, Kanana. Uh, and instructed to kill them before they discover Naraku's, I mean, uh, Naraku's whereabouts. Episode 18, Vanished in a River of Flames. Rinkotsu recovers from his injuries using Kinkotsu's jewel shard. Koga also finally wakes up after recovering from his injuries. Inuyasha is lured away once again by one of Naraku's poisonous insects just in time for Renkotsu's attack on the others in the cave with a weakened Koga. When it appears Renkotsu has overpowered the group with his fire, Inuyasha and Koga work together to foil, foil his ambush, but he escapes at the last second. Sango and Miroku believe they've discovered Naraku's cave, but Kagura and Naraku's demon guards await them inside instead. Episode 19, Into the Depths of Mount Hakure. After initiating combat with Kagura and Naraku's demons, Sango is distracted by Kohaku's presence and is knocked unconscious. Miroku endangers himself by using the wind tunnel when outnumbered by the demons. On his search for Miroku and Sango, Inuyasha's demonic powers disappear. He encounters Rinkotsu but is unable to fight him, instead continuing to search for Sango and Miroku. After Inuyasha escapes Rinkotsu's attacks, the mercenary re reveals to Jokotsu Inuyasha's human form so they can deal with him instead. Rinkotsu used the ploy to get ahead of any questions about Kinkotsu's jewel shard he stole. Episode 20, Divine Malice of the Saint. The cave Miroku and Sango fought through didn't house Naraku but Saint Hakushin. Saint Hakushin tells Miroku and Sango his life story. Although he lived to help people in their time of need, he himself was never allowed to have those same fears, doubts, and desires. He believed the people never truly cared for him. Naraku granted him another chance at life if he put the barrier up, protecting Naraku from attacks while he recovered. Jokotu plans to torture Inuyasha, forcing him into submission before they finally kill him. Miroku and Sango attempt to break St. Hakushin's barrier, desperate Yuroko uses his wind tunnel once more, and it finally breaks. Episode 21, Fare Thee Well, Jokotu's Requiem. Inuyasha gains his demonic powers, regains, I should say, his demonic powers, and uses the wind scar on Jokotu, but refuses to kill them since they're down and defenseless. Renkotu appears soon after Inuyasha chases after Naraku's scent and takes the jewel shard out of Jokotu's neck, finally killing them. Kikyo finds St. Hakushin and empathizes with him about 
their past lives their past lives as divine workers who were never granted the right to feel or be treated like human beings. Bankotu challenges Rinkotu to a battle to the death to demonstrate the difference in obtaining power between the two men. Bankotu easily outmaneuvers Rinkotu, snatching all of the jewel shards from his neck, killing him. Bankotu expresses he's different because he would never betray his friends. Kikyo embraces Saint Hakushin and tells him to forgive himself for the sadness he felt for being weak in his last moments of life. That's the only way his soul will find peace. Episode 22, Final Battle, The Last and Strongest of the Battle, The Band of Seven. Inuyasha and Bankotu are evenly matched. During that fight, Bankotu reveals he's met Naraku once before, before the Band of Seven were formed. Miroku and Sango return to the shaft where they initially um, fought Kagura uh, and would initially fought Kagura to find Niraku at the bottom of that of that pit of that shaft as he quickly descends from their site. Kagura then attacks them and destroys the rocks they stood on, knocking them down the shaft. Inuyasha switched tactics to hand-in-hand combat with Bankotu. He's able to rip two Jew shards from Bankotu's sword arm, but retrieving the rest won't be so easy. Episode 23, The Power of Bonnaroo, Duel to the Death on Mount Hakurei. Miroku discovers the demon remains in the bottom of the pit he and Songo were knocked into. He strongly believes this is where Naraku lie and waited to heal and regenerate. When it seems Inuyasha has been overpowered by Bankotu in hand-to-hand combat, Inuyasha seizes the moment to snatch three jewel shards from Bankotu's neck, leaving the last one in his left arm. Bankotu confesses his Banru is a demonic sword that transforms and strengthens after a thousand kills. He's killed a thousand warlords and has now killed a thousand demons. But because of Bonru's demonic aura, Inuyasha is able to use the backlash wave on the sword and ultimately destroys Bonkotsu who was hiding behind uh, the Bonru sword. The cavern inside of Mount Hakure has transformed from stone to flesh, devouring Inuyasha, Koga, and the body of Bonkotsu. Sango and Miroku reunite with Kagome, Shippo, and Kirara, but discover Inuyasha is unconscious and tangled in the flesh tentacles inside the cave. Episode 24, Beyond the Darkness, Nuraku Reborn. Nuraku reveals to the group the inside of Mount Hagare is an extension of his new body. The fleshy cavern walls are his intestines. Nuraku uses them to retrieve the jewel shards and form them into one, revealing his ultimate super ultra new body <laughs> uh, after Inuyasha escapes his bonds and unleashes the wind scar on Naraku, Naraku deflects the attack with his newly formed more powerful demonic aura unfortunately for the rest of the group the wind scar is trapped inside of the mountain with them until it hits a target Kagome suspects Naraku took Koga to take his jewel shards and to absorb his demonic aura into him as well after Kagome hits Naraku's barrier just hard enough to release Koga, Naraku destroys the mountain as he escapes to leave them all to die together. Episode 25, Farewell Kikyo, My Beloved. Inuyasha goes 
on his own to rescue Koga, relieving himself of Kagome and Shippo before Koga is dissolved by Naraku's miasma. Naraku confronts Kikyo outside of the crumbling Mount Hakure. He attempts to intimidate her with his new formidable form, but Kikyo sees through his facade. Naraku admits to Kikyo he purposely lured her to Mount Hakure by planting memories into the old bandit she met. Naraku's goal all along was to kill Kikyo, not Inuyasha. Kikyo deduces that what Kagura held in her arms when she fled the mountain was Naraku's human heart that always made him hesitate to kill Kikyo. But now it's gone and he feels nothing when he fatally attacks her. Shishomaru also confronts Naraku. After he strikes Naraku, he regenerates. After he strikes Naraku, Naraku regenerates, then flees. Shishomaru knows Naraku allowed the attack as a test to see how much damage his new body can handle. Episode 26 The Darkness in Kagome's Heart. Inuyasha goes on a search for Kigyo's body, believing she's still around, initially in denial about her death. Koga leaves Kagome in search for Naraku. Forcing Naraku out of hiding, unleashed hundreds of demons into neighboring villages, killing everyone who lived there. After hearing word about Kikyo's whereabouts, Kagome orders Inuyasha to go find her and make sure she's still alive or not. In Inuyasha's absence, Sango, Miroku, and Kagome are abducted, lured into a trap set up by Kagura and Naraku's uh, human uh, reincarnation, I should say. Shippo and Kirara evade abduction and go on their own search for Inuyasha. Naraku's human incarnation possesses Kagome by latching onto the tiniest bit of darkness into our heart in order to intertwine their souls so he can use her eyes for jewel shards. Episode 27, Transform Heartache into Courage. Kagura and the infant incarnation are counting on the malice in the guards' hearts to spread onto Sango and Miroku so the two will finally kill them instead of continuing to fight them off. Inuyasha finally realizes he was tricked into leaving the others behind just in time for Shippo and Kirara to bring him back to them. Although Kagura and the infant were able to escape with Kagome, she was still able to break free from the infant's possession over her. Her tiny speck of bitterness towards Inuyasha and resentment at Kikyo made her realize she belongs with Inuyasha, that she truly loves him. The infant incarnation reveals that as long as Inuyasha has feelings for Kikyo, he can easily corrupt Kagome and take her as his own to collect the jewel shards and corrupt them as well. Inuyasha vows to never leave Kagome vulnerable to Naraku's schemes ever again, so she will not fall to the same fate as Kikyo. So there you have it. Again, this has been an overview of the anime series Inuyasha Season 5. I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you.